This is the Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, mm. Vans. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Woohoo! <laughs> And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. I'm D. Jones. As always, I've got my main man, the ghost, with me. And we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Coming in all the way from the UK these days. Shout out to Ants One. Made the big move across the pond. All the homies in the UK. Haul at Ants One in the streets. It's a pure road man now. Ghost, what do we got popping this week? Oh, we got the homie Fabiana Delfino in studio. We lovely chat. Fans lady doing it big in the streets. Hype for the people to hear this one. Then we take it, you know, straight to the post office. Couple voice notes, you know what I'm saying? Some Giants fans nagging us. They took the L to the Seahawks. Lovely post office. And then, of course, we wrapping it up with the rundown. Got a little NBA talk finally. You know what I'm saying? 0-5 Lakers, what's up? And, of course, some football talk, man. You know what it is. As always, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Hit us up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt, and then TheBuntLive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. It is that time of the week. If you didn't have time, you were busy working, life caught up with you, weren't able to check Thrasher, Free Skate Mag, slap message board for the latest videos the ghost is gonna tell us what we missed man what was the number one thing in skateboarding this week i want to give a shout out this week to an og ripper been doing it for a hot minute now still pushing himself to the limit and that's chris fanner man he put out the uh, part called the uh cobblestrasse spitfire part doing it big our favorite wheels over here but yo Chris Fanner is just a straight beast. I think he's like team manager for Vans Europe, maybe. But even in the TM role, he's still putting it down heavy in the streets. You know you're going to get your massive kickflip, your massive ollies, your massive lip slides. And he just doesn't slow down. It's incredibly inspiring and impressive uh, to watch him put it down year after year. His last few tricks were just ridiculous. It is one of the craziest kickflips into a double bank I've ever seen. So go check that one out if you haven't already, man. Chris Fanner's Kobolstrasse Spitfire part. As always, the ghost blessing us with the knowledge. Last week, we unveiled a brand new segment. Safa's B-List. Better than any other fucking list you'll find on the internet. The top five Canadian skaters of all time. And Ghost, I got news for you, man. It sounds like the people agreed. Not one bad comment on our Instagram <laughs> or anything. The top five nailed it from one to five, man. Bravo. You did it again. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, what, two comments? Just a couple thumbs up. But no. And a green check mark. 
Nah, real shit. Lists are so fun. Uh, we love the engagement. But what I love about lists and the funny thing about lists is people always can't wait to tell you who you left off, but never want to tell you who they're taking off the list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be a good guy. No one wants to be a bad guy. A lot of people, like Grant and Morgan, two of my favorite people, two of my best friends, and the list was more about resume and whatever, a few things I was judging, what what they did in Canada, etc. But it wasn't like Grant Patterson and Morgan meant more to me growing up, but they didn't make the top five. So it wasn't just, I was trying to not be biased with the list, but uh, that was fun times. We'll do it again next week, man. We need a new topic though. We will definitely run it back. My personal favorite comment from the week. What has Bobby really done, though? You know, I don't consider myself a violent person, but I may have smacked you in the face if you said that to one of us. <laughs> Bobby out here fucking grinding, putting it in, in the streets. Come on. What has he really done? Quick Google search and you'll figure it out. I went to Sam James to say what up to Justin David. First thing he says, I haven't seen him in months. First thing he says to me, yo, no Morgan on the list. Then we had dinner with Morgan that night. Believe it or not, people, Morgan has the exact same top five as me. So do with that what you will. You get me. But anyways, yeah, hopefully we come with another controversial list. Love the comments. Love the banter. Let's get it. That's the only way to do it. Ghost, we got a show to put on. We have Fabiana Delfino in the building this week. Let's not make the people wait any longer. We're finna order some pizza. I'm going to go with a large Frank's Best with that nice honey around the crust, little sesame seeds on top. That's how I like it. And some lemon pepper wings. Whew. You know that's how I get down. A little Perrier on the side. What are you having, man? Well, that sounds so good. I'm just going to have that, but I'm going to add a few chocolate chip cookies to the mix. And a ginger ale, baby. Let's go. You know what it is. Maddie Matheson, tell the people what they're working with when they order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. Let's get this interview pop. All right, let's get it popping. We got Fabiana Delfino in the building. What's going on? Nothing much. (laughs) Chilling. Just chilling at the crib. Excited to hang with out with you guys. Hell yeah. Let's get it. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Uh, favorite sports moment? I mean, I guess like scoring a goal with my head. You played soccer? I played soccer, yeah. Wicked. As okay. a kid, you, you, you had some headers in your time? Some headers, yeah. Probably some concussions, but oh, no. <laughs> never got looked at. So I hear that now kids aren't allowed to head the ball in soccer. Like it's like for that reason, because it's clearly not good for your head. They've like removed that from kids' soccer. Fun yeah. fact. That sucks. <laughs> uh, you'll always have your highlights, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Favorite skate moment? I guess recently the best moment I've had uh, was in New York and I had to redo a trick. Mm-hmm. Shari was just like, I don't know, I think you could redo it. And I was maybe like three modelos in. I didn't think I could do it. <laughs> and I got the trick like kind of quickly and that felt really nice, too nice. Yeah. So I guess that. that's like my most recent. Hell yeah. 
are you a skater where it's like you're used to a battle to get a clip they don't come easy it depends i feel like sometimes i have a like the first first try curse where like i'll get really close to a trick and like mm. the first few tries and then i'll i probably end up having to battle but sometimes it just works out where you don't have to battle for it but most of the times i'd say i probably battle yeah hmm. we're battlers I- over here at the bunt so oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Get your lunch pail and your hard hat because <laughs> everything's taking a full day's work. I don't think I've ever landed a clip first try. All blue collar shit. Exactly. Blue collar up in here. So, Fabi, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? Uh, I grew up in Boca Raton, Florida. It's like a, a coastal town in southern Florida. Just grew up doing a lot of sports, rollerblading and like biking around the neighborhood. There was like a, a bunch of kids who lived in um, my neighborhood. So kind of would do whatever they were doing. They were a little bit older and then just kind of naturally got into skating. I don't really remember like a harsh date, but I know it just came through through rollerblading and then just, I don't know, it was, it was kind of nothing. It was just like another thing I was doing until uh, I got older and all my friends kind of stopped skating. Mm. And I was like the only one. So I was like, I think this is my thing now. So kind of like quick summarize of how I got into it and why I stayed. Oh, we took the same path, rollerblading to the board. <laughs> so glad we switched. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder where, what are kids going to do now? Like we had rollerblading and stuff. I guess they have like TikTok. They have scooters now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every kid starts on a scooter. Like, But they never grow out of it. That's the problem. You know? Yeah. My son is literally like three weeks into having a scooter and I'm just going to chop the stem off at some point. (laughs) He's going to wake up and it's going to be gone. He's going to have no choice but to sink or swim. Exactly. Uh, So what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry? I guess in the industry as a whole is getting on uh, Hoopla. It was like a skateboard brand run by Mimi Noop and Kara Beth Burnside and kind of was just getting flowed boards through my local skate shop down here. And Island Water Sports, who I ride for, they ended up just buying hoopla boards and going to the distribution to kind of set me up. And like, I was hyped on hoopla, so they started carrying hoopla boards and just naturally, uh, I think I emailed Mimi Noop and just told her how stoked I was and kind of just created a relationship with her and was able to meet her and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door uh just through hoopla sick and I got like some bones bearings in my box it was it was pretty cool that's what's up boxes that's what we live for around here you feel me crazy (laughs) it's like Christmas every time yeah yeah hell yeah so you're a Florida gal but you spent significant time north of the border how did you find the Canadian skate scene and more particularly how fun was it living in Vancouver for a while? I got through the skate scene um, really just through becoming really good friends with Una Farrar and Brianna Gearing. We would all meet up at skate contests and then I never thought I would go visit Vancouver but found myself after a contest like driving up and staying with Breezy and then um, I think every year after 2016 I visited Vancouver and it's it's so nice and 
Canadians are seriously the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> just like always decent, even the assholes. Like, I mean, you you guys are just maybe a little passive aggressive, but it's <laughs> it's nothing. So it, it's naturally just enjoyable to be around like strangers. So just found myself visiting a lot, and obviously great skateboarders and a great scene there. So just been traveling there ever since. Hell yeah, you're an honorary Canadian these days. An opposite snowbird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a a good story from your time living in Vancouver, maybe with, with the girls? A lot of good times. I mean, it's, it's a broad question. I've had, like, my worst hangovers there. <laughs> um, I've smoked the most weed there. Um <laughs> I experienced like a snowy Christmas. My first white Christmas oh, was in Vancouver. I mean, that sort of stuff is like, you'll remember that forever. So just a lot of fucking, a lot of first things over there. And I guess just, I don't know, too many good moments. Good times. That's what's yeah. up. So we hear you just got a condo in Florida. Congratulations. What made you Thank want to move back home? The snowy Christmas? Fuck. That's nice. I I guess, um, thank you, by the way. Um, I guess I really, I never thought I would move back to my hometown. I hated it for a long time and enjoyed traveling, but traveling a lot and being away from things that have always been like a constant in my life is just real. Like for a long time, things were tough because I didn't have like stability and like seeing my friends from back home or my family my parents and even like seeing the beach so it kind of being a w without that for a little bit just made me realize these are probably the things that I need and so just always made it to a goal to kind of find a permanent house and and home and I think it is just like here in South Florida I can't lie to myself anymore so it's just like <laughs> I feel like I got the best of both worlds here and feels nice so far. Hey, that's what's up. It's oh, nice yeah. to have a home base, especially one with that kind of weather. So congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So you've been riding for Santa Cruz and for Vans for a while now. How'd you first get hooked up with them? I've always been a Vans girl. Like yeah. growing up, I always, I always fucked with Vans. I love the way they looked. And for me, just always reminded me of like the core skateboarding that I've, I've just been drawn to. So I just been wearing Vans since I was a kid and through uh, like local, like regional sponsor. I don't know what it's called, like stores, flow, shop flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shop flow. And then um, just randomly, like uh, maybe in 2018 or something, I think my brother was getting flowed Vans and. I started following Johnny Layton. He hit me back with the, hey, do you want shoes? Like, do you want bands? Sick. And I was like, oh, Johnny Layton. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I was so, I was so stoked. And with Santa Cruz, it was probably a little different. Just like got a DM one day, was like, hey, do you want to ride for Santa Cruz? And I was just like, are you guys verified? Is this real? Yeah. And it, it was real. And a little fact check. Yeah, exactly. And I was just, I don't think I opened the message for a little bit. I was just like so nervous. I didn't want them to see that I saw it. You know, that's a really crazy thing to mm -hmm. to see, you know, I'm just living out here. So that was 
that was pretty big and direct of them. And it all really happened just pretty quickly. Everything else from then. So just to summarize it, that's kind of like how it went down. It's crazy. Like, there's a definitely an age gap between us and you. It's just funny to hear about like how it happens nowadays, getting hooked up in the DMs versus like in our days, you know, a VHS tape. <laughs> well, it that's so funny because like right before I got right before I got that message on my Instagram, it was probably like late 2017, early 2018. I had actually had a sponsor me tape. Oh shit. And I was and I sent it out. It was like a seed. I put it on a DVD yeah. and wrote like a handwritten note to like what my what was like my dream sponsor at the time and it was crazy. I was hoping to get hooked up by the people I was sending this like old school DVD sponsor me tape, but ended up just randomly getting this message. So I it's just like it's crazy how shit happens, you know? But I did try mm-hmm. to do it the OG way and <laughs> send out like a sponsor me because no one does it it's all hashtags and yeah dms so but it's like your instagram account is just like your ever-changing sponsor me tape now it's It's, like yeah it's your resume basically exactly yeah who was the company and did did you hear back from them too no i fucking it was baker oh i was so hyped i mean (laughs) baker like yeah dream sponsor back in the day i looked up to Alyssa, and i think that like around the time Alyssa had just gone like a pro model with baker and i was you know and reynolds so i I never heard back but everything is meant to be so it's just i think i won big time either way but yeah it was it was baker (laughs) it was baker so, so sick We've got nothing but love for your brother. Absolute beast. Got to spend some time in Florida with him a few years back on the jet skis. What's your relationship like when it comes to skateboarding? Do you guys have a sibling rivalry or share clips, spots, trick ideas? Or do you guys kind of keep skateboarding out of your relationship? I think now we try to keep it separate because we're we're both so heavily involved in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we probably don't want like to be as heavily involved as you have to be now as a pro skater, which was different mm-hmm. 10 years ago. But, you know, you have to, like, do your thing. But I think when it comes to skating with Dro, um, it's there's no rivalry. It's ultimate stoke. And um, even growing up, it, we would just find ourselves randomly following each other and um, probably, I don't know, we just had a good time skating, but... It's difficult when you want to live your own world and like skate mm-hmm. your own spot. But now I think we could probably get on the same session. Like, I, I don't know. We're talking about filming a video part together. So oh, that's uh, probably it. where we are now. Just just trying to like get the most out of this time. And hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're both really lucky now. So 100%. That's it. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to your bro, man. Great times with him. Shout out, Drew. So your homie, Nick Hansen. Big shout out. That's my dog, Nick. <laughs> he mentioned something that was pretty shitty that he noticed that girl's face when they're out filming. He said that sometimes when you're out on a sesh, like random guys will just have the audacity to say some out of pocket shit. What's your experience with that been? Because that, that never crossed my mind, but I could definitely see some like idiots just saying stuff when you're like in the zone trying to focus on a clip. Yeah. 
That is true. Um, I think as a woman skater, whatever kind of skater, like we might even stick out like sore thumbs, whether you're good or not. If you see like one girl at a skate park out of 40, you know, like you're kind of drawn to that one person sticking out regardless. What I've noticed is that when I'm out skating in a, in like a street or in a public setting, a lot of people like to think that just because we're in public, they have to say something. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't even call it like cat calling. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of men come up to me at the spot and think that like I owe them my time or attention or that I owe them an entertainment thing. They like to be like, wow, that's you're going to get hurt. Or do you do this? Like that sort of yeah, thing when yeah. you're trying a trick mm -hmm. that you're scared of. Right. If you're like really putting it on the streets and you're focusing on like what you're doing, uh, I feel like a lot of attention gets drawn on, um, for, at least for me and my experiences, me versus maybe a few other guys on the session. They're like kind of drawn to something they're curious about. But I guess I have an example. I was in New York a few weeks ago and I'm like kind of stressing. I wanted to do this trick and Shari, Shari White, um, shout out to Shari. She was filming this thing and we're like reviewing the, the footage and some random guy was like, do a kickflip. And it was very sarcastic. It was very random. And I was kind of focused on what I was doing. I was like, fuck you, dude. I was just like, fuck, <laughs> like, fuck off. Hell yeah. I was like, fuck you. He walked away. I was like, you know, that sort of thing is when you're focused on something, you don't want to be distracted. And I just find mm. myself distracted all the time by people who don't respect my space and and his his sister that guy who was like do a kickflip came back around this new york chick thought she was gonna stab me it was very intimidating oh, and i was like i'll apologize and i apologize because i just wanted to do this trick but mm -hmm. it sucks sometimes and i know nick has been there for some situations but you know, we all get hackled in the streets regardless of um, who we are, like, as skateboarders. But it's a whole other thing when, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds weird like... Weird eyes. I mean, yeah, guys get it too, but it sounds like it could be a different level and, like, just more often and more annoying and, like, unnecessary. Like, oh, like, don't get hurt. Like, because they're... I yeah. don't know. But, yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's whack. But you be getting them clips regardless, doing your thing. Feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! That quote from the famous movie Top Gun was brought to you by CHPO Brand. Always doing it for the people. So 2022 is coming to an end sooner than later. What are your thoughts on the current state of inclusivity in skateboarding? It's for a fact that, that skateboarding is more inclusive now than it's ever been. For sure. Um, I, it's super rad. Can't wait to it to expand more, but everything is like kind of led to this point, reg like not even just in skateboarding, just in society. So it's cool to see that be trickled down through skating and I can't wait to see more. I, everyone wins when everyone's included. Hundo P. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. I think we've come a long way for sure since like we started skating but there's still obviously a long way to go, but it's nice to hear that you feel the same way because our opinion, you know, we don't know it. We're not, we're just the fucking guys, you know, who've always been included. 
Um, <laughs> Pretty much. So, who are your top three girls of all time on the board? On the board? Okay. Top three. You might need, like, top five. Yeah, t- I would say top five. Okay, let's go top five. Yeah. Yeah, top five. Which is already an impossible list to make <laughs> top five of anything, but good luck to you. Yeah, but top five is much easier than top three. Like, yeah. top yeah. five, nobody gets hurt. Top three yeah. is like... Oh, number oh, six shit. is going to get hurt, whoever that might be. Yeah. Oh, they don't need to know. No, there's so, there's so many, and, like, they're all rad equally. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, today, my top five would include, for sure, Alyssa, Breezy G, Brianna Gearing, Canadian Ledge, Nicole Haas, Nora Vasconcellos, and Samaria Brevard. Sick. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I mean, I would have to have, I'm sorry, Breezy lost the game, the world championship game of skate, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? she She's on my top five for sure. I don't know who I'm bumping out because you got a great list, but. So you're saying you're putting Alexis in there? Oh, Hondo P. I might have to put Marissa Del Santo in there, man. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I mean, part, me too. That part was crazy. I, was like, I know. She well, she's like, off with that part. Yeah, she's cemented in like top three. That's a, yeah, yes. that's a really. The fun thing is that it's becoming a harder and harder debate because there's more and more amazing women skating these days and that's what that's what like i'm having trouble saying the names because i could think of three you know women skaters that like of course marissa and Alyssa are on there like alexis those are cemented Mm -hmm. but i'm like trying to think of more people who who right now you know 20 years Mm -hmm. down the line like we can't keep on saying Alyssa and alexis i mean we always can and should and will (laughs) but it's way bigger (laughs) than that like you know, you could have five of your favorite skaters, period. And I think, like, I'm going to just slip those names now because 10 years from now, yeah, that's yeah. Why it's your they're list. all going to be just, like, staples. Mega legends, you know? mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah. we didn't even mention some of the young girls coming up. Holy fuck. Like, fuck. Yeah. Riesa. Dude, the Olympics. That was some mind-bending Crazy. shit. And they're all just getting better <laughs> and better. So. And that, that chick who did the front... Uh, the front crook yeah, oh down that God. fucking rail that I've never seen anything like it <laughs> until the Olympics. And yeah. it really changed my fucking, it changed how I thought about a lot of things and holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Was, I, she and wasn't it, missing too. Like she was on point yeah. as fuck. And pinched too. <laughs> so sick. Let's let's keep going though. Top, top five uh, Florida skaters. Top five Florida skaters? Yeah. Jamie, I'm going to put Pedro in there. We're talking Florida, born and raised. Tyler Kaufman, Mark Lake, and I'll add uh, Shiloh Katori. Right now, she is fucking... Do you guys know Shiloh? Shiloh no, down in Florida? Uh, no. Well, you guys are about to see. Okay. Yeah, okay, Google it. So That's smart. probably my top five without really thinking about it too much just for many reasons like obviously jamie and Off obviously top, pedro yeah. yeah you know don't have to go too much into debt but i mean that's shit. probably my top five i'm putting brad on my personal list yeah isn't he uh, from boca Br- too i think he's from west palm beach maybe zion's from oh my around there too oh, true 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 yeah y'all yeah. got some shit heat. 
Yeah. So we bumped into you briefly, or I don't know if Donna was there. I bumped into you briefly at the Copenhagen Open, but what we didn't realize at the time was that you were about to ascend the Iron Throne, making Renera Targaryen furious. Um, <laughs> queen, <laughs> you got the Queen of Copenhagen Award. Uh, what were some of the, oh, the highlights from that trip for you? Highlights from that trip? Well, I was, I had been in Copenhagen for the event, but I was in uh, Europe for two and a half weeks before that on a, a Creature and Santa Cruz tour, Saints and Sinners. So when by the time Copenhagen came around, I was so fried and just <laughs> um, unhinged and just out of my mind. But I, uh, I don't know, Copenhagen is always fun and it's like, riding on the bikes and drinking day and the night. Like I can't say that's the funnest part because obviously it has some terrible consequences, but <laughs> it was nice to be at an industry event. Um, and then also like you feel like you could just hide and yeah, that's, I don't know. Best time was probably, probably that just hanging out with the homies and yeah. I, every time I go to Copenhagen, like in the at the skate park, like the contest towards the end, um, I always make it to the finals, but I never actually skate in the finals because mm. I always just like eat shit and just fuck myself. So it happened again for the second time this year. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Maite was me. Me and Maite were doing like follow. Like she came in in my jam, and we were just following each other. And she ate shit going up a bank, and I was right behind her and really smoked myself but that was that was probably the best part i don't think i had the best angle but i remember seeing you like limp off or something and i was like oh fuck hope she's good yeah smoked but yeah that was that was a fucking epic one and it's funny you say you can like hide there because it's like there's so many people that you can't hide but you can hide at the same time where it's like there's a million people to say Mm -hmm. hi to but you can also just like dodge around in the crowd and avoid people if you want to Yeah. yeah It was a hell of a time there, man. Hopefully we get to pull up again next year, man. I don't know if I could do it again. You're the queen, though. What? You're going to give up the Iron Throne like that? Fuck yeah. Without a fight? Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't want it. I give it to my taste. She deserves it. Yeah, she was on one. <laughs> yeah. Can you take us behind the scenes on the session where you essentially dropped in on a cop? What happened there? Uh, That was from credits. That one. Were you in Spain? Yeah, uh, we were on a on our trip to Spain. Uh, it was a ten day trip, and that spot where I rolled into where the where the cop I had been eyeing that spot since the first day that we landed, but I was I didn't want to get broke off or hurt myself, so I told myself that I would just come back at the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. So we came back the day before we were flying out, and it didn't seem like it would be a bust. So, but like still anyways, I think I had gone to that spot with Shari and two other people while the rest of the group stayed back to kind of just like avoid attention. So it took me maybe like, like 20 minutes on top of that spot to actually go for it. I was like really terrified and I couldn't like get the courage to like roll down. And there was this one guy who was one guy who lived in the building next to the spot and he had like a a bird's eye view like he was looking down and he was saying something to me in Spanish and I thought he was being friendly 
like I understand Spanish. So at first I thought he was fucking giving me some words of encouragement or I don't know, something positive. But he was telling me I was going to break my neck and like that turned really sour. And I was just like crazy. And so um, that that psyched me out. So he he ends up coming down the building later on and I'm still on the spot and he walks across and goes into this this bakery and I think he called it called the cops while he was in the bakery um five minutes later uh as you see like the cops show up and I was just like fuck like oh, I'm gonna get kicked out like I want it I want it fuck it and so I tried it and I stick the first one and the cops are kind of like taking their time walking so I'm like gonna go up and do it again mm-hmm. yeah I underestimated the situation <laughs> and I I should have known better, but I was so, I had so much adrenaline in me because I was scared and really wanted it. And then also these police, like, um, so I got up there and I'm just like, for like a few minutes, I'm telling them like, let me just get down. Like, this is how I'm going to get down. Like, just, just let me like, just move. Let me do it. I have to get down anyways. So I kind of pretended I was going to go on the other side and like get down. And like one cop went behind and I kind of did the, like a swerve and I just went down and that motherfucker didn't move. And he like grabbed me by my sweater and like pulled me off of the board. And I just remember thinking like, oh fuck, like I didn't even land the fucking thing. (laughs) I've, the adrenaline wore off. Like this cop was holding me and like touching me and grabbing me and saying these like really crazy thing. And the guy was so angry. He was like talking to me in Spanish and he was so angry. And then I was in that moment, I was like, I'm fucked. Like this was so dumb because it's not America, you know, Barcelona is like a fucking militant state. And they were just telling me that I was going to go to jail and that I wasn't going to go back home with everyone else. Um, they were saying that I assaulted him. They are like, you hurt me, like you fucking assaulted me. And they ended up just putting me, uh, bringing me to the, to the cop car. And our TM wasn't there at the time, he was with the other group. So it was just me and like my friend Norma who was shooting the photos and she spoke Spanish too. And, this this fucking guy was putting me in the cop car and I was like, can you can I bring oh. her? Just tripping, like I just assaulted a cop I just assaulted a a Spanish police officer. Fucking hell. And worst of all, you know, like I was a woman talking back to this guy. And in this in that culture, like really men are very bold and they, you know, don't like talk back. Mm-hmm. So I just mm. found myself in a bad situation and he ended up looking back at this footage and the other cop that were talking in Spanish is like that doesn't look like anything that doesn't look like assault and they drove me to an ATM and I had to take out oh, I don't know, know how many euros Norma no had to way. take out money because I had I had a limit on my on my debit so she were taking out like 500 euros or something and oh they drove us God. to the police station and fucking wrote me some shit and like 20 minutes later our tm comes and he's like i think he's gonna give me money or something to to, i don't even know 
these police officers come back after 20 minutes with smiles on their faces and they're like, oh, we saw you online. We looked you up all fucking happy and shit because they got paid and oh they were my like, God. ended up liking what I was about. And I was just Oh. Fucking, like, get me out of here and give me my money back too for fuck's sake give me my money but shout out to vans for for taking the hit and <laughs> and doing me right and getting me home so hell yeah shout out to norma there. too for hitting shout the out atm to norma. as well dude she was in the cop car taking photos and the cop notices she's taking photos and i was just like what the fuck norma like just fuck it was crazy so thank you norma but also norma you almost like fucking got us in trouble that sneaky bastard (laughs) holy shit man that's a wild one but glad it worked out yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay another one a more positive story i'm sure can you take us behind the scenes on your i don't know what you would call it like body burial sugar cane on the like the thing that you also sugar caned it as an, as your ender in one part. In, at the Petrero Park? Yeah, I don't know the name of the park, but it's like, yeah, like the, the big bank. The bank wall. Yeah. I've been calling it the dingleberry, but <laughs> it is a body burial. <laughs> a body burial willy or whatever. That was an SF. I had just been, I was trying to shoot an ad for my Spitfire wheel. Um... So me, Nicole, and uh, Diana were just an SF for the weekend, and I was just trying to get a photo with Bram because I think we had to have it by the next week or something. Um, so we just went to Petrero to fuck around. I think Nicole was trying to skate too, and I didn't want to... I honestly didn't want to do the, that trick. I'm so over that fucking dingleberry because <laughs> I do it all the time, and everyone always... I mean, people like it, and they... They tell me, like, that's cool. I'm so over it. It's so OD. I think we should make it illegal. But at that session, I was like, I don't want to do it. But then Tanner Rowe, he's he's the best. He just was telling me it was cool and being all sweet. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll try it. And we ended up, yeah, ended up getting it and then just went to the next spot. Um, but I kind of, I didn't expect to do it. Um, that's my last dingleberry ever, <laughs> by the way. You will not see any more footage. We actually had this like debate, the, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, where no matter how much you do one trick, other people aren't overseeing you do it. Like You might be overdoing the dingleberry, but no one else is overseeing you do it. Does that make sense? It's it like does. all in your head, it does. you know? Yeah. And yeah, the example, the example we always give with that one, the most classic is like Reynolds doing a frontside flip. Like, wouldn't you be sad if he put out a new part and there wasn't one frontside flip in it? Not saying you have to do that trick every part, but it's definitely more in your own head of how over it you are than like mm-hmm. other people's perceptions. Cause like when I was watching it, I was like, Oh hell yeah. But you probably yeah, did exactly. it a bunch and like maybe you did it at a contest. And so like, in your head, you've played it out, but to like, you know, the broader scene, um, it's not like we're all like, oh, I can't believe she did another one. Oh, there's right, cool. another dingleberry. I'm going to continue no. that. Yeah, 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 I remember <laughs> Cody Mack years ago. He had a nolly back biggie. I can't remember. It was like an ad or something for Think or something like that. And it was like Cody Mack's last nolly back big spin. 
because like everyone was like <laughs> he saying, does do them but but he continued to do them and it's like why the fuck not you yeah know? he didn't stop yeah yeah. I mean, if it looks good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't exactly. love Nolly back biggies, but he does them as clean as as they come. What's the one beer rule? The one beer rule. Yeah. Uh, I don't, uh, I guess that comes from, from like, I don't, I don't know how to skate drunk or <laughs> like, or tipsy, except for that one time I was telling you about, but that was a big surprise. That's why it was my favorite moment because I, it happened and my favorite, but I can't skate and drink. It's like one or the other. I, I just get mm. hurt. I'm fucking sloppy. <laughs> um, not at drinking, not at drinking. I just lose my fucking balance and think that I could handle shit and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so one beer max on the sesh. Yeah. Okay. And then after uh, you get like the clip, that. it's party. Yeah. But like <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I'm not a big uh, beer and skate person either, but it works for some people, man. Some people fucking, they get superpowers, like all the Dustin Dolan like yeah. rumors and stories of like getting clips blackout. My God, if I... Don't you wish those? Because um, you won't even wish, feel it. There's no fear. Yeah. And imagine yeah. waking up the next day after blacking out. And, and you, you get hurt and less. you have a crazy hammer. Like... <laughs> and especially if it was something you were scared to do sober and then you just like have the clip yeah. that would be such a trip i don't know if i'd like that actually because it's like probably yeah, not, a hell, be sick. not a healthy habit but yeah, yeah it's almost like cheating but i'd still like i i definitely respect anyone not that i am encouraging it but it's just insane how hard that would be because i have no balance when i'm wasted we'll just stick to to claiming shit while we're drunk, not actually doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that sounds funny. <laughs> Just don't do it around your TM because then they'll hold it to you the next day when you're hungover. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So what's next for you? Uh, I have a part coming out for Santa Cruz. Sick. Coming out in the next month. It's supposed to come out, I think, this month, uh, early October, but the music rights or something is stalling it, but I have a part coming out for Santa Cruz and been working on it for the last two years, maybe. Um, Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched for it to come out. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. Whenever I look back at projects, I have like a vibe on, on how it felt. And I think this one is very much blue collar vibe. Um, just a lot of de like doing it myself and, and just traveling with like, with Nick and Nick Hansen just filming. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this to come out. And that's the closest thing that's coming out of the chamber. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. Hell yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Is the deadline passed or do you still got time to get a dingleberry popping for the people? Fuck. <laughs> deadline is fucking passed. Oh, shit. And you know what but maybe fuck, maybe the next video i'm really hyped that we had this conversation because now mm -hmm. i feel better about it yeah, so find yeah. me your crustiest bank and i'll dingleberry it <laughs> <laughs> one more thing before we hop over to rapid fire just major shout out to your teammate for life henry garland one of the gnarliest dudes to step foot on a board uh i know he was good friends with all of you at santa cruz and just a rest in peace shout out Shout out. Thank you.
Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week we brought to you once again by Spitfire Wheels. You already know Spitfire has you covered with shapes, sizes, duros, urethanes, and designs. Spitfire has a wheel that is right for you. Fabiana's shape of choice is the Formula 4 Conical Full. Spitfire's conical fulls feature a wider riding surface for control and cutaway conical sides for less weight. They're available in sizes 51 up through 58 and in 99 and 101 duros. Fabiana prefers the conical full 53mm 99 duro, but the choice is yours. Look for conical fulls and all the wheels from Spitfire at nine times and make sure you ask for Dan. He only rides the colored Formula 4 classics. You can also get your Spitfires at Filter, Westside, Marriage, or your favorite local skate shop. Tell them the bun sent you. Let's get some speed, my peoples. Yay! All right, Fabi, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire with your boy. You ready? Let's do it. <laughs> Favorite skater? T-Funk. Favorite video? Fucking the new Polar video. Favorite video part? Mami Tezuka's Blood Wizard part. Favorite style? Cookie. Chris Colborn. I love his style. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Uh, not just one person. I think it was the Florida skate community as a whole. Hell yeah. So Nick Katz, is that what you're saying? Biggest influence on the way you skate? <laughs> oh, biggest influence. Yeah, Nick Katz. <laughs> <laughs> Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Uh, Andy Anderson. Whoa. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite trick? Uh, back tail slides. Hell yeah. Hardest trick for you? Crooks. Most illegal trick? Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we proved that one wrong. Most illegal trick. Fuck. I don't know. Whatever people are doing nowadays, I f don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was, the new shit is. Yeah. That was pretty broad. Yeah. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I did a fakie manual in my Spitfire part that couldn't believe I did. Pretty basic, but it's probably my favorite sick. feeling. Oh, the one into the bank? Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. Worst trend you've been a part of? Instagram skateboarding. Hell yeah. Definitely feel you on that. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Henry Gartland's nose blunt, uh, this 18th there on our Am Scramble trip. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, he was built different for sure. Yep. What's the one trick that got away? Hippie jump in Argentina. I couldn't get myself to land on the board and take the drop and it ate me alive oh <laughs> sucks yeah. when it's so far away that like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it sucks it sucks for many reasons what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed uh fucking i said i was gonna switch board side blah blah went there twice and just smoked myself fucking many times <laughs> i guess that's my biggest bunt but stay tuned maybe <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, my friends bunt all the time and <laughs> I just kinda go along with it and like encourage them, but there's always so many bunts. And probably a bigger bunt because I like hype them up. 
Oh, you, no. you encourage it? Yeah. Sometimes, yo, sometimes you got to encourage the bunt. Quick story from our group of friends. Like when we were kids, we had this homie, Richmond, who was like, oh. had no ability to commit to anything. Like he basically, 90% of his skateboarding was bunting. But we would get him so hyped up, like the whole crew would be yelling like, Richmond, Richmond, just to like see him try shit and just fly downstairs because it was so funny. So it sounds like you've got some of that in you. You're evil. Mm, maybe. <laughs> the, the funniest part about Richmond is he would bunt back 180s, like at least pick something hard, like bunt a three flip or something. It was like the back 180. He would just try down everything <laughs> or the nolly back big. But anyways, that's Funky enough about guy. Richmond. <laughs> Bunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Uh, switched 180 nose manuals. Oh, sick. That's a Donald classic right there. Oh, is it? Dream job after skating. Maybe be a team manager. Or, like, own my own coffee shop. Maybe both at the same time. Sick. It'd be cool to be a That's team. Dope. So if anybody out there is looking for somebody <laughs> to manage their team, just give me a few years. And you'll be there. And I'll be hey, there. Those are some very achievable dreams, so mm-hmm. keep doing your thing. <laughs> Favorite local brand? Dirt Swin, down in Miami. And Lake Skateboards. Favorite local skater? Uh, my homie, Garrett Ayub. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Happy Hour Shades. Oh, oh that yeah. was quick. You had that ready. <laughs> we can't forget something you always regretted. So. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Mario McCoy on Santa Cruz. Oh, sick. Damn, you pronounced his name proper. I remember I said his name w- wrong one time and everyone was coming after me. Oh, yeah, Mario. It's very important that you say Mario. I think I called him Maurice. Like, I just <laughs> completely butchered it. But just to defend myself, I am a huge fan, and now I will say Mario. Mario. Uh, he's, he's fucking so talented. Yeah, he's the sickest. One of the best flicks in skateboarding these days. 100%. Worst teammate ever. The worst teammate is the homie who's... Stinking up the van, not showering. <laughs> Probably didn't bring that many clothes to change into. Very smelly. That's uh, <laughs> that's the worst teammate. Worst company. Karyuma. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ain't wrong. Sorry about it. <laughs> yep. Oh, classic. Worst trend. Fucking spider webs on every article of clothing. And yeah, like, like spiders on That's everything. A new one. Worst style, like gas station hats. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> People who get their hats from the gas station. That everyone seems to be on that wave right now. Respectfully, it's pretty popular. It's pretty popular. Last person you want on the sesh? Last person on the sesh. Is probably Spanish police. (laughs) All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Fabiana. We can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to sit down with us. Dude, thank you guys so much for having me. Had a really great time uh, just chatting. Hell yeah. Absolute pleasure. Hopefully 
we make it down to Florida this uh, winter, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Fuck yeah. Oh. Please do. We'll ride some jet skis. Hell yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we got to keep that safer. tradition going with the Delphinos. That was safer. Yes. <laughs> not with you, Safer. We're not going back out there with you. I won't speed in a manatee zone and, and ruin the whole thing again. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, when we had to get our temporary license, this guy went for a turkey sandwich. <laughs> so didn't have his paperwork, speeding in the manatee zone. Safe us staying on shore this time. Florida man already. (laughs) (laughs) Get him a new hat. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets. Nobody keeps you fitted like Dickies, man. Alright, Ghost. Who we got up first? You've got mail. Up first, we got an email from Dan Jones. Put some respect on the New York Giants name haters coming in hot eh have we been hating i thought like pretty congratulatory on this start there they've embarked on we've mentioned great coaching the comeback of saquon barkley like what more do you want we've been congratulatory but also taking it with a grain of salt i think uh this delusional Giants fan maybe wants us to say they're a contender or something. Uh, I'm not going to get carried away. Uh, very impressive 6-1 and one start, but I'm sticking to, to my guns, man. Like It's an awesome record, but I'm, I'm not taking them seriously as far as contending. How far would they have to go to be taken seriously? Like, what is the ceiling of this team? It's going to be hard for them to make it into the playoffs. Because they have the Cowboys and the Eagles ahead of them. So say they make the playoffs. and No, they're ahead of the Cowboys. Yeah, sorry. But I mean, I just mean like in the end of the season, I'm assuming that won't hold up. No, it it might, man. Look look at their schedule. They might finish with a better record than, than the Cowboys. Their next like four games or something are pretty easy if they win this weekend i think it's by then a couple more easy games like they could be 9-1 10-1 or something crazy we'll see i think they have seattle this weekend though but uh either way i don't know man it's just i don't think daniel jones can be that dude dilemma when it comes to only facing elite teams in the playoffs you know so we're putting putting some respect on their name but there's only a handful of real contenders, and in my opinion, they aren't. And that's as far as I'll go with the praise. Chill out, Dan Jones. That's Daniel Jones' email. <laughs> All right. True. Next up, we've got an email from Nathan Gott. Hello, boys. Came across this beautiful moronic gem on Twitter today. It is someone tweeted out, Nolly is a beautiful name. Made me think of a question for you. If you had to name your child after a skateboard trick, what would it be? Boy and girl name. Have fun with it, you bunch of legends. Shout out ants. Bring back the house music breaks my G. That was banging. Skate trick name for a boy or girl. 
Well, easy one for a boy. Trey. It's already a common name. Is what? Trey. Trey? Okay. I'm going to go with Smith for a boy. <laughs> what? Last name? No, first name. Smith. Is that a cocket? Do we know any Smiths? Like first name Smith? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> Trey is the name. The trick is actually 360 flip, so you're just abbreviating it. Yeah. Um, a Trey. One, one for a girl. Roast Casper. Beef. <laughs> Casper flip for a boy. Oh, impossible! This is hard for a girl. Benny Hanna. I'll go with Barwi for the girl. Poor girl. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's good enough, man. That's enough effort. <laughs> Nathan got thanks. Thanks for the epic email. Uh, next up, we got an email from Joshua Murphy. Greetings from Seoul. Seifa, come through. We got a guest room for you and all the Korean food you could eat. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, damn. Simple question. Does Evan Hernandez Ender in In Bloom count? And if you're looking for a bonus question, what's your all-time favorite Transworld video? I would say feedback. The lineup, Dill, Abe, Ardo, Rally, Muska is pretty epic. Stay well. From Josh. So... A good question. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes because I I believe if the planter wasn't there, he doesn't jump off the front board. It was just unfortunate that it got cut short, but I think he had full control and jumped off because of the planter. Bro, we'll just never know. It's just one of those things, man. We can think yes or no. It looks like he was just fine, but we'll never know. He didn't feel the need to do it again so i'll just go with yes it counts then in his head he was happy with it so fuck it but say better question for you if that was you or one of your friends because i know you you have no problem telling people to redo things would you have told them to redo it 100 percent. well then they're but, there you have it, folks. Counts, but yes. should have been redone. Yeah, but I also have never frontboarded in 18, and I don't know how yes. eager I would be to get back up there if I did one that counted. And they, they edited it good. They made it, like, super slow-mo when he's riding away. So, like, he does, like, take the impact, stand back up straight, and, like, as soon as he looks up, the planner's right there. So... Mm-hmm. Sure, the clean, perfect right away would have been sick, but I, I love that part, and I I always love that ender too, man. It's crazy, dude. In bloom for this next question, always like a very meaningful skate video, Transworld video to us. You know, like yeah, we that, both have our other favorites. Like I love Modus the most, and you love Sight Unseen. Is it? No, I, I can't remember. I think maybe we answered this once before, but I would probably, like, just thinking about it right now, I think In Bloom, man, it's probably the one I watched the most. Hmm. 
but sight unseen's up there as well. Yeah, I like Modus, but I always forget that this is a Transworld video. It was a video radio. Yeah, dude. After watching that one again before yeah, John Rattray last season, that's one of my all-time favorite videos, bro. That team was fucking wicked. It was like a really cool behind the scenes look. So video radio would be up there as well. Real shit. All right, next up, we've got an email from Chris Tavares. Hey, Bunk Gang, great job so far this season. I really like what you guys are doing, and the Bunt Jam had to be one of the best competitions slash events I've seen in a very long time. Hopefully one day I can go. My question for you guys is how do you approach trying to get sponsored? Do you go to a shop and show them your footage? DM a company with your footage? What is the best way to do it in this modern age? Greetings from sunny Southern California. Damn, man. Fucking down there in Southern Cali. Winter's upon us or just about to hit us. I'm jealous. But I don't know about you, Donald, but I feel like we're actually not the best people to ask nowadays because we're kind of past that point and back when we were sponsored and shit it was uh it was just done differently you know it was the early early days was vhs tapes and then dvds and there was no instagram so i actually have no idea how it goes down these days so i I feel like in our age it was absolutely necessary to get the shop sponsor first. Yeah. So you would start the shop sponsor and then the shop would get you flowed from uh, some sort of distribution and then so on and so forth. You just carry on if the lanes open. But nowadays, we've talked about it before, man. Instagram is your ever-changing skate resume. So just keep that Instagram popping and I'm sure... Someone out there wants to give you something for free, they'll hit you up. Yeah, and with the shop thing, I'd say I wouldn't just pull up and just give them your footage out of nowhere if they don't know you. Like, I feel like with the shop thing, that's usually like more of a family vibe, right? That's like your local shop, your neighborhood, whatever. It's kind of more like, are you friends with everyone first? And then they'd probably approach you, you know? Unless you live super far from your nearest shop, like, and you can only go once in a while, maybe you, you just go and introduce yourself one time, but maybe not drop off the footage the very first time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, good luck, bruv. Do your thing. All right, next up, we got an email from Alexander PP. What up, Bunters? Hope y'all are good. Been digging the new season as always. Been getting hella into basketball lately, and I noticed you guys haven't been talking about it in the new eppies. Motherfuckers too cool to watch preseason games or what? Sheesh. Damn, this email's from preseason. Yeah, we're blowing it. Wanted to hear your opinions about Draymond slugging Jordan Poole in practice the other day. Homie got rocked all the way back to his mama's tummy. Man, shit. <laughs> Brings me to my question. Is there anyone in the league that you guys want to see get absolutely rocked like that? For some reason, Clay Thompson has that punchable face for me. Excuse me? I love Clay. All right, man. You're going to come at Clay Thompson like that 
that's just that's just beef with me because clay is one of the most lovable people in the nba in my opinion he's been through a shit ton going from honestly i hate to say it because it was against the raps but like if if he didn't tear his acl there he was cooking like only vintage clay can cook he was on a heater uh it looked like they were starting to get the momentum to win that game i think that was game five and had they won that like who knows what would have happened in the next games but uh to go from that to then tearing his achilles he's the last person i want to see get punched in the face man he's been through a lot uh, there's no one I want to see get punched like that. That's just kind of evil to wish that upon anyone. Um, I might have to disagree. Like Clay, when he gets into his like beefy kind of moods, like he does look kind of punchable. Like when he was beefing with Booker the other night, he looked kind of annoying. And he was kind of annoying when the Raptors played him too. Um, I'd like to see LeBron get punched in the nose. To be honest with you, he kind of like. <laughs> gets so much respect and it's well deserved but like I don't know it would just kind of be like crazy to see someone punch LeBron I mean I'm not wishing for it to happen but I would uh, be glued to the TV if it did happen if they had to let Isaiah Stewart at him like <laughs> oh that was amazing you know the funny yeah, thing is good. like we'll never know what Isaiah Stewart would have done if he had a got to him yeah, I would also say him. Chris Paul, but Rajon Rondo got to do it, so that probably felt so good. Yeah, um, but yo, yeah, we drafted our fantasy basketball teams, and we're, I mean, when football's still on, it's like that's still the main focus until until that's over. But trust me, I'm in, enjoying my NBA, watching the watching Philly come back on the Bulls right now. And we're definitely going to start incorporating basketball into the rundown. It's just been uh, extra busy the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, basketball is back in full swing at the bunt. You get me. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Hector Chavez. Yo, yo, love the pod. Listening all the way from the 408, San Jose, California. Growing up, I got into countless heated debates about the nose grind versus the overcrook on flat bars. Has this case been closed? Keep up the great episodes that get me through the work days. Peace, Hector. Yeah, we've we've talked about this one before, right? Fucking. Yep. Back overcrook is a trick. Frontside overcrook is not a trick. It's just the way it is. I know it doesn't technically make sense, but it just. That's just how it works, man. No one's fucking, other than Cole Cannon, really doing a balanced frontside nose grind on a round rail or backside, I guess. But it does feel like an extremely different trick doing a back nose grind versus a back over crook. But doing a frontside nose grind is, it's just a nose grind, man. It just is what it is. I don't know. I can't, I don't know which side you're on, but that's just the way, just the way it goes, man. One of those unexplainable things, man. <laughs> it's one of the 10 mysteries of the universe. All right, next up, we got an email from Mace Dingo. Seifa, Donald. I was just listening to the Mike Moe and Eldridge interviews. I've played plenty of golf myself and get what they're saying about it. But have you tried disc golf? It's the same concept, but costs significantly less. It's usually on rougher terrain. 
that also often takes place in a much more relaxed and diverse community. Disc is basically street skating and golf is vert. It has been an easily accessible pastime in between sessions and went on the men for many years. Any thoughts on disc golf? How dare you call golf vert? Like, I'm new in the golf scene, but that just seems very disrespectful. Until that comparison. I don't know why any of that was necessary. Disc golf (laughs) would not be the street skating. It would be like the scootering. (laughs) Anything compared to regular. Like, golf's one of the oldest pastimes in the... To throw the disrespect and call it vert skating. Not that there's anything wrong with vert skating, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, that comparison. Like, yeah, we're just, oh. let's just skip that one. We've already talked about disc golf in the past, and that, that was just two discs to one of the greatest games of all time. Fucking hell. <laughs> I fucking rate it, though. Clearly, he's a fan of disc golf. All right, next up, we've got an email from Nick Jarman. What up, Bunk Gang? Longtime listener, first-time post officer. Love the show and love what y'all are bringing to skateboarding. In particular, I love how you guys are breaking the skater versus jock barrier. No disrespect to Mike V fighting those five dudes because that video still goes hard in 2022. What I am wondering is, have either of you ever seen or watched Australian rules football? Being based in Australia being obsessed with it would love to get your opinions and or experiences of the sport i would compare australian rules football to street skating and north american football to vert skating (laughs) oh shit no he didn't nick didn't say that part um i've seen australian football on tv seen what it's all about shit's raw as fuck it's like a mix of a couple different sports but mostly like looks a lot like rugby but on like an oval shaped field um looks hard we don't really get that much on the tv here and like me and safe have said before like it's very hard to like find the time to watch new sports and i always say like if there was one sport i did have the time to start watching it would probably be soccer like world-class sport man yeah yeah i got i got nothing on that sorry never seen it but uh i hear it's rough still but me and safe want to go to australia so we will watch a football game when we go to australia because we are breaking the jock versus skater barrier man hell yeah um all right thanks for the email next up we got an email from jim gowler hello mates and bunty boys alike about a year and a half ago i moved from london to liverpool with my partner and soon found how nice people are especially the skaters people just come up and talk to you but coming from london i'm used to places like south bank being a very hostile place where no one seems to get along to now every time i go skating on my ones i make a new friend is there a similar place you've skated and the vibe just wasn't it? You make those Wednesday shifts go that much quicker. Cheers, you solid bunch. Oh, thanks, man. That's why we do it. I don't think so, because now that I'm a little older and I think back on situations where I feel like I'm getting vibed out, it's just in your own head, man. Because a lot of times people want to accuse people of vibing them out because they pull up and they don't say hi to anyone you can't pull up somewhere and expect 
people stop what they're doing to say hi to a stranger you know getting vibe like if someone's actually doing something like aggressive and vibing you out or like snaking you on purpose or just actually being rude as opposed to just being quiet and minding their own business you know what i mean a lot of times people confuse just people going about their business and with with being rude like the other day i overheard someone saying they were super scared and intimidated of bobby and i was just like laughing i was like well did you have you ever gone up and said hi to him like he's not gonna bite your head off you know mm -hmm. like people will make up their own little narrative of like oh so and so is like intimidating it's like if you just say hi to someone and say hey nice to meet you my name is whatever like i like your skating or whatever but i don't i don't know what you've experienced at south bank but um no i can't i can't really say that i've been vibed out for real other than making shit up in my own head when i was younger like we've so definitely I'm, I'm sure we've definitely walked into places and been intimidated but it's just all in your own head you know it would have to be like when we were younger because now we literally don't give two fucks yeah sucks that you felt that way at south bank man and i and i would hope that the guys that maybe made you feel like that didn't do it on purpose either because we had a great time at south bank when we were there for two days and we know a lot of guys that skate there and we don't think that any of them are like that either so yeah but i think it's we're happy you're happy just, now yeah yeah no for sure but man if you feel vibed out maybe just next time you feel vibed out just go say hi to a couple people introduce yourself no one's gonna bite your head off for uh for saying hi all right i'm scared to open this next one but oh, here God. we go we have a voice note from travis orton let's take a listen i guess yo boys what's up it's the uh i'm not gonna say legendary because you guys use that too much but uh it's your boy travis uh figured i'd chirp in just finished the barley one great great interview uh, loved his end and his story about uh, addiction and yeah a little bit inspiration there so um might as well talk sports quick hey donald when are you gonna pick up a win in the fantasy league that owen six dude it's gonna be tough to march to the playoffs um real quick i mean we're third way through the season i guess who are your biggest upsets and uh who are your biggest surprises um i know a lot of running backs that went early that suck um so yeah just curious what your guys's thoughts are so i know who to grab off the wire keep up the good work with the legendary podcasts and uh we'll talk soon later buds damn trav always delivering a shot usually they're directed at me but he spared yeah, me this time fuck sakes <laughs> Trav Who are our favorite upsets and surprises I think you meant to say disappointments and surprises Quick one that comes to mind Let me just go with uh, I'm glad I have none of them this year Because I actually usually draft him And he always lets me down But he was on my fuck off list this year DJ Moore and it's DJ never his Moore. fault. It's never his fault. The goddamn QBs down there in Carolina. But this this year has been especially bad, man. My first one will be Najee Harris. My first oh, round yeah. pick in that league you're talking about where I'm 
was winless, you know, that has since changed. Uh, Najee Harris, man. Although he does look a little bit better the last couple weeks since he got that plate removed from his shoe. But, yeah, still rough sledding for him. Bro, uh, you got a big matchup this week too, aren't you, against the uh, last place? My team's fucking coming around, buddy. You guys, you know, I'm, I'm going to get hot. I'm going to get hot. It's DJ Moore that's slowing me down. I actually have both of those guys on that team. Oh, no. Can we get better? Yeah, our friend uh, Sebastian, he calls those those battles in the basement of leagues the true grit battles. And Donald's in a couple gritty matchups this weekend. So big Sunday coming. Had to add insult to injury and lose Jamar Chase in one of them as well. The man finished probably one of his best two-game stretches of all time. Somehow now he's out four to six weeks with a hip flexor strain. He looked absolutely fine finishing the game last week. But, you know, nobody cares to hear about my fantasy sorrows. So, Saifa, <laughs> you have a surprise for us? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. A surprise, eh? I'm going to go with three guys. All right? Damian Pierce is really rounding into shape right now. You know, he had uh, a lot of stock coming in to the season and then started off slow, but here he comes. Watch out. The Pierce train is moving. Brees Hall looked like he was going to end up probably top five RB towards the end of the season if he kept going on. Sad story towards ACL. Absolutely devastating. Ramondre Stevenson. Again, Damian Harris drafted over him after... Ramondre L performed him last year, and he's doing it again. I think he's like a top eight RB in standard leagues right now, and he did it last week with Harris in the lineup. So watch out, Ramondre. Real shit. Well, yeah, we'll see what it looks like next time they're they're in a positive game script. Hopefully he can keep it up because he's been beasting, and it's so annoying trying to like figure out which running back to play there. If they finally just have him established as the go-to guy every week you're laughing um i'll go with jalen hurts there's so much hype about him coming into the season and i drafted him i drafted him in one league and i was so unsure on draft day and just nervous because in the back of your head you're like could he lose his job like halfway through the season you know that's creeping in your mind but lose his job to who uh what's his face the mustache homie just dropped a Gardner Minshew, bro. It's just I don't know. <laughs> that was that was bro. just there was whispers of that, but there was also a lot of hype. So I just really didn't know what to expect, and uh, definitely, definitely surprised at uh, how much he's improved as a passer. We knew he had the legs, but he just looks like a well-rounded quarterback now, and it's a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Let me give you two more surprises on the Eagles. Devonta Smith and Miles Sanders. Talk about a turnaround for Miles Sanders, man. Let's fucking go here. The guy's got the talent. We always knew he just needed the rock. Now he's getting it. And Devonta Smith, man, he's coming along. Yeah, nah. That that whole team, man, they just made that trade for... Coiner. Uh, What's his face? Robert Quinn, yeah. man. Getting that defense even more popping. Go Eagles. Thanks for the voice note, Trav. 
crazy fuck. All right, last one for the week. We got a voice note from Jacob Hibbelin. Yo, what up, Bunt Boys? Jacob from Seattle here. Long-time listener. First time leaving a voice note. My question for y'all is, what are some of the guests that have surprised you the most in a good way? So, for example, I remember listening to the Eric Ellington episode and being surprised at how well-spoken he was. And now, listening to the Donnie Barley episode, I was a little surprised at how open and willing to share he was. Good listen. Anyway... Hope y'all are doing well. Season so far has been a barn burner. Peace. Um, a, a recent one, a more recent one that comes to mind for a pleasant surprise. John Fitzgerald. I had no, like I'd never talked to him before. Didn't know a whole lot about him and just didn't know what his vibe was going to be at all. And he was just the chillest, nicest, like funny conversation. Awesome guest, man. John Fitzgerald. What a G. Shock um, breached. Dude, that was an all-time story, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ernie Torres, bro. Oh. Honestly, didn't know much about him. Obviously grew up watching him in the real videos. One of the funniest interviews and funniest dudes. And I'll even stretch it to go as long as that era of the real team seemed like those guys really fucking enjoyed their time as pro skaters and in the van and just all of them jt alt ernie massimo um who's our other homie the alaskan homie damian bravo oh and damian bravo and then just ernie shedding some light on the young davis torgerson like ernie for sure and then obviously current cables man he's the goat man current cables bro hell yeah what dono last quick uh funny email here actually Seifa, would you rather 10-1 in the sheets or 10-2 on the streets? Shout out camera department and all the grip homies. Do you know Do you know what those are? No. Those, those are like walkie. It's like walkie-talkie lingo. 10-1 is like a piss. 10-2 is a deuce. So like sometimes if, if you get called or, or whatever and then you're busy, you'll just be like 10-1. <laughs> so... Would you rather 10-1 in the sheets or 10-2 on the streets, Dono? So you'd rather piss in the bed or have to shit in the streets? <laughs> I'll yeah. shit in the streets, dog. I'm too old to piss the bed, man. Yeah. I know. At first, it seems like a little too sad, but at least like once you're done, you can just walk away and What, do I have to day. take like a nature shit or do something? Like We've already talked about our shit stories on air. Like... We've pulled it off and lived to see the day. Like, if I pissed the bed at 35, like, <laughs> I'd never look my son in the eyes again, bro. Yeah. So, thank you for that epic email, Alex. Shout out to all the grip homies for sure. Camera department. Uh, 10 2 in the streets, Doug. All day. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Another packed edition of the post office. You know what it is. Post office special coming probably sometime over the holidays. Hopefully have some special guests in here for it. We are not missing any emails. So keep getting them in. Emails and voice notes. TheBuntLive at gmail.com.
This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner. The only buzz. As requested in the post office, it is time we get back to some NBA talk, ghosts. Just forewarning everyone, the post office was recorded a day or two earlier than the rundown. We do this to keep the sports as fresh as possible. Ghosts, we got to start off with the man who I hope gets punched in the face one day on the court, LeBron James and his 0-5 Lakers, dog. <laughs> Can it get any worse than it already is? It's just a beautiful thing to watch. I keep tuning into like the fourth quarters and just seeing the meltdown. Sometimes they're already down big. Uh, it's just lovely, man. What can I say? Russ doesn't fit in. Patrick Beverly's putting up straight bricks. The whole team's not really shooting well from three. AD's already missing games for his back. LeBron's padding stats. At this point, I feel like he knows like the only thing he's got going from. Well, it's not 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 a mellow thing or a small thing like the all-time scoring record something to look forward to for him but uh it's just a a dead vibe over there man they're the only winless team in the league as of this recording it's crazy so what if anything can they do to right the ship and potentially get better here the only thing they can do is make a trade i don't know who with I mean, the the trade talked about... It's got to be LeBron or AD that has to go, no? Like, who else can they trade for anything significant? Uh, Westbrook. Like, that's... I said significant. For any... Well, they can unload Westbrook to get picks... Or, sorry, Westbrook and picks to try and get better this year. But at this point, 0-5, it's already like... But they'd be fighting to try and get into the play-in. It's not looking too good, man. I don't know. They they could go the drastic route and try and move AD. I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. He just re-signed a little extension thing, and that would just be insane to see him traded, but hilarious. Well, that would be one of the craziest things to see someone actually trade LeBron. I think the move is to move on from AD. You know, They're not getting 100% out of him anyways. Trade AD, try and bring back a couple players, a couple shooters, and then go from there. Yeah. Moving right along, it's prediction time in the NBA. Who do you have for your MVP of the season? I mean, early, it's actually insane. There's so many people doing crazy things right now. Giannis, Ja Morant, Dame Lillard before he got hurt, had his boys without a loss and then he got hurt and they lost but um who else man luca tatum it's actually fucked right now but i'm gonna go with uh i kind of i kind of want to see luca do it man put that team on his back i think Giannis. if i had to pick one today if the season ended like six seven games in I'd say Giannis isn't in the lead but luca putting up 30 point triple doubles already i think uh, he's never won one and you know voters have that voter fatigue like Giannis should arguably have another one but yeah i'll go i'll go luca this season man yeah for me it's simple luca has the the fact where he has to put the team on his back on a nightly basis 
whereas some of these other guys have supporting cast around them. So for me as well, MVP, Luca. Let's go with Rookie of the Year. Who do you got? Rookie of the Year. Damn. I think the easy pick is Paolo, but their team's pretty fucking bad, and so is the Kings, but I think my favorite rookie so far might be Keegan Murray on the Kings. He's got just incredible poise, man. He's got one of those straight faces, poker faces. I've been watching a lot of the Kings because I have Sabonis and Keegan uh, on some fantasy teams. Yeah, he missed the first couple games because of COVID, so maybe he wasn't on everyone's map right away, but he's just, dude, as smooth as they come, man. Wait till you take in a Kings game. Yeah, Paul Banchero is fitting in just swimmingly in the NBA, getting it done. Has some big games already. It's the easy pick, but unfortunately, it's the pick I'm going to take. One more thing just what for about the rookies, though. Uh, mm. I'm also going with Keegan just because I think their team's going to be a little better if if record matters at all. Uh, the Magic have a shit record already. They're not great. And then the other candidate is uh, Match... Uh, fuck, how do you say his name? <clears throat> the, Mathurian or The, the guy on the Pacers, the Canadian, who's an absolute beast. Uh, but they're also going to be tanking this year. So um, those are my top three, but I'm going with Keegan. The Pacers tanking, but they beat Brooklyn. How bad is it over there in Brooklyn, too, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, they're still waiting for... Seth finally played a game. They lost. He was 0-5. But I want to give them another month before hitting the panic button because I don't know what's up with TJ Warren, but he should be back at some point. That's just an instant bucket off the bench for them. And then once Joe Harris is still working himself back and Seth... But their problem is defense, man. They can score with the best of them, but they need... I don't know if they can do what they have for trade chips, but they need, like, another fucking anchor. Like, Nick Claxton, we know from last year, isn't the answer to anchor a defense for, like, mm -hmm. f for a lot of minutes, you know? They need another big man thing over there. <clears throat> what are we thinking for most improved player? Damn, that's a tough one. Tyrese Maxey, I feel like, made the jump last year, so it's kind of tough. Like, he arguably could have won it last year. I think Desmond Bain should have won it last year, but they gave it to Jaw, which was kind of weird. This year, I want it to be Jalen Green, because I have him on three fantasy teams. I went all in on him. So far, looking... I mean, he, he's, he's better, but he hasn't made that leap in the the field goal percentage is still fucking brutal. So uh, I'll go Jalen Green and uh, hoping that he turns his, his season around a little bit and keeps building on last year's second half of the season when he was pretty beast. And last but not least for the NBA finals predictions, who's getting that coveted ring? Woo. Out of the East, I'm going to say Milwaukee. They're 5-0. Hard to argue. As of this recording, or did they play today? I can't even remember. Yeah, they're the last team without a loss at 5-0 and right now, and that's without Middleton back. And we know that, I mean, you never know what's going to happen for sure, but a lot of people that watch the NBA carefully, uh, me and you included in that, believe they would have made the finals and beat Boston had Middleton not been injured, right? Mm -hmm. So... 
Middleton's going to come back with plenty of time to get up to speed. I think they come out of the East. And then the West is a bit more of a toss-up for me. But I'm just going to let my bias take over and say that the Golden State Warriors are going back to the finals. Milwaukee, man. It's really hard to pick against them. Big, big team with Middleton healthy, like you said. It's hard to envision a team beating them. But I really hope that Boston does get past them again. I would like to see Boston win the NBA championship. They they added Brogdon. They got a deep team. And coming out of the West, I just hope that the Denver Nuggets take that next step. Ooh. They've been waiting to do it for a long time. Hopefully fully healthy this year with Porter Jr. and Murray and Jokic ready to go on a run. So I'm hoping it's Boston, Denver, and Boston winning the NBA championship. What the? F- what What kind of Toronto man are you predicting a Boston championship? Well, I just feel like there are some young stars who deserve to finally get the job done. They've been knocking on the door for quite a while now. Um down to spread the rings around the the Raptors aren't going to get it done I don't believe they'll make the NBA championship let alone the Eastern Conference Finals if we run into Boston in the playoffs you know I'm cheering for the Raptors but I like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown man fair enough fair enough Um, some I forgot to say who I thought would you cheer for the Warriors more than the Raptors no when we played them in the finals it was such a strange feeling but I uh I came to my senses and started rooting for the Raptors heavy. Um, I feel like it took until they got to the Bucks for you to go all in on the Raptors. <laughs> I got Milwaukee beating the Warriors, too, if it comes to that. That would be a tale of two very different teams if those two met. Yeah, I will want... if I'm, I'll be rooting for the Warriors like no other, but it's just... Dude, Giannis is like a different species right now, man. Yo, his brother looks so much like DK Metcalf. I saw a picture of like <laughs> True. him walking into the arena, and I was like, what the fuck is DK Poe? <laughs> Giannis' brother. All right, there's a little NBA talk. Let's move right along to the NFL. We're going to keep it short and sweet. The darling New York football giants. Ran into the juggernaut Seattle Seahawks, bro. <laughs> bro, yeah. What was homie's name? Dan Dan Jones, man. Dan Jones in the fucking in the post office demanding we put respect on his blood clot giants. Come on, Hevs. You know y'all ain't for real. Like you you know you ain't making no noise in the playoffs, so just Hold your horses. Enjoy the regular season. You get me. Yeah, what do you think about the Dusty Giants, man? Dan Jones making me want to talk shit now. Like I said all along, it's a sweet comeback story for Saquon. Comeback player of the year, 100%. Had two extremely rough years. We knew he was too talented for that bullshit. Finally got themselves a high-end coach with some football IQ. Absolutely love it. The team loves to play for the coach. But the problem is you, Dan Jones. You're the problem. And the wide receiver group. They thought they solved the problem with Kenny Galladay. 
for some reason, maybe we'll find out later, traded the high-end draft pick in Kadarius Tony. So now they're stuck with Slayton and Wandale Robinson, and I guess Sterling Shepard plays football at some points. He's like the Kawhi Leonard of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. They need a quarterback that gets the job done more than just on his feet. They need a quarterback that gets it done in crunch time, man. Graham Gano is literally their second best player right now behind Saquon. It's They need a quarterback to take the next step, man. That's literally all it is. They're playing in a division where they're going up against the stacked Dallas Cowboys and the even more stacked Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Danny Jones ain't going to cut it in that division, man. That's all there is to it. Yeah, the homie. And they're probably going to re-sign him. The homie that that's, keeps emailing us about them, how about you email, email us back and tell us the truth. If if the Giants have like a nice record, make the playoffs, and Daniel Jones like doesn't fuck it up enough to the point where they do re-sign him, are you actually going to be hyped? Tell us the truth. Like, you, you, it's a fun regular season, man. But he he ain't the answer long term in that division. Absolutely. Sticking in that division after what we saw today. From Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. Bro, we have both owned A.J. Brown during his Tennessee Titans years. Just knowing the talent was there, you know? It just needed to be unlocked. Similar to Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. The talent was always there. Just needed to be unlocked. Jalen Hurts is unlocking the true A.J. Brown. Is that the best duo in the NFL right now? Quarterback, wide receiver, duo, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. Is there anyone you're taking over those two right now? The crazy thing is it's almost two different discussions because right now you can easily argue they're the best duo because they're 7-0, and right? Mm-hmm. The proof is in the pudding. Just look at the, the win-loss. But as far as actual productivity between the two, he was kind of up and down leading up to this week before this ridiculous explosion uh i might still have to take like last year it was it was easy i feel like mahomes tyreek was probably the best for the last like three years and then Bur- no it was Bur- not the best last Bur- year and chase no, no, kind of no, no, came no, no. in and, and that's who was the best last year. last year yes. yeah but you get whatever tyreek and and mahomes was kind of like for three years straight there is like their number one maybe two last year but now now it's more up for grabs especially with chase getting hurt they were starting to find their form again kirk and justin jefferson's another one but no what touchdowns um i actually don't know the answer to that right now i gotta think on it more who do you think's the best combo it cannot be Kirk and Justin Jefferson. That's no. I'm just I'm just 100% throwing out. I'm just throwing out close. options. I'm not saying that's my pick. I'm just saying some of the better ones. Oh, uh, uh, Josh Allen and Diggs. That's probably that's the best, the best one, one this year in the NFL. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Honestly, it's not even that close to be like the next best one would be Mahomes and Kelsey, but. They don't qualify. Mahomes doesn't have that man. Lamar Jackson, another top-end quarterback, doesn't have... I mean, his is Mark Andrews. Those two guys, their best weapon is a tight end. If it's strictly quarterback-wide receiver, it would be Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. 
Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. I think it's pretty straightforward, man. But I I would rely on like I would expect Jefferson and Kirk Cousins to get more done yardage wise probably than uh than AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts week to week. Today was like the exception. But I'm not expecting that every week. Obviously, that was ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. AJ Brown has had some weeks where a little underwhelming. Two sixty-yard weeks, one thirty-yard week. Hasn't had the touchdowns like you've said. But I just think that talent-wise, having Jalen Hurts is way better than having Kirk Cousins. And yeah, for sure, we're seeing it. They haven't lost a goddamn game. I mean, Minnesota won again this week, so they ain't losing too much either. I've, I'm always so hard on Kirk Cousins. I absolutely can't stand him. I think he's like, I don't know, just a little bit better than Alex Smith was. But Yeah, he's, he's one of the more frustrating players to root for. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the episode this week. Thank you all for tuning in. You know where to find us next week. Hell yeah, peace.